Welcome to Generation Dragons episode 39. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. Uh, we really appreciate it. I hope you really enjoyed our last episode and the episode before that and the episode before that. But today, Steve and I, Steve, how are you? What? Doing well, my man. Cheers. Cheers. Love the Zelda cup. Mm. <sighs> so yummy. Um, yeah, how are you? How are you? Same old, same old, my friend, you know, kind of uh, getting excited about Halo. I keep uh, digging into this stuff and wanted to play. I still haven't played the online uh, thing yet. Like I downloaded the multiplayer beta or whatever, but I still haven't played it. Um, right. But uh, God, yeah. I even bought a new Master Chief. Um, gave me old one to my buddy Stavros, but it comes with a download code. Nice. So. No idea what it do- it actually uh, does because you just go to Halo Waypoint and I put in the code and it told me uh, I will get a notification when the download becomes available, but didn't say what it was. No, it's, it must be some sort of uh, in-game hack. Thing yeah, like in-game multiplayer stuff. Now, uh, yeah, see, I've done the same thing with a bunch of Rockstar tabs. Uh, I've probably had too much Rockstar in the last two months. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I got the shakes now, but hey... It, all, all for the games, man. All for the games. <laughs> That's what we're here uh, for. And unfortunately, don't get me started on the Halo toys because, as much as I've wanted to buy them, they are so poor quality in comparison to the McFarlane toys that were released. So, that's kind of what, what, what it was at. I gave the other one away because I was replacing. Literally, he just goes on top of my Series X and kind of sits on top with his gun like this, and. I gave it to my buddy because I was replacing it. Now that I had it in hand today, I'm like, I move it and the leg does this kind of thing. Dunk, dunk. You know, it's like there's no rigidness. I do like the mobility of it, but his arm can't even go all the way straight. It's always slightly bent. Yeah. Uh, there's like little things. He looks really good, uh, but there's some things with the quality that you're saying that I see on it. You know, like it just. Yeah. I, I haven't even bought any of the new ones, the ones by, done by Jazzware. The, I just. I, I don't like the paint jobs on them. Um, I've looked at all like different sizes and stuff like that. Now, like the Warthog and whatnot look good, but I haven't jumped on that. Now, uh, I am on the Mega Bloks kick though. So I do like the Mega Bloks Halo stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm starting to get really comfortable with those ones. So but I really yeah, like the, the figures to- of the Mega Bloks. They are so good. Like, uh, especially if you compared them to a Lego figure, right? Like a Lego figure yeah. has to look that way. That's kind of their thing. But the yeah. Mega Block ones, they have all the articulation. Like I have the castle behind me, uh, Castle Grayskull, and those characters are just phenomenal. So is it? It must be behind the Vita behind. You, right. right? Uh, that's forgot the green screen here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Steve. So uh, it was as much as we can talk about Halo all day and every day, and just continuously talk about Halo. We're here about talking about some systems that died a little too early. We'll say Failed that. consoles, we'll say. But take that with a grain of salt. I put some things in on this list that I think we might disagree on if it failed yeah. or not. Yeah, especially, so, you know, the the white one to the right of you and the left of me on my screen. That has that's not a failure. Saturn. And the, I mean uh, Dreamcast. And and the one that you are representing on your shirt and that's to the right or left of you, right of me over there, the Wii U, that that was not a failure to me. If people didn't buy it, that's their fault. But hey, some of the biggest games on the Switch 
were originally released on the Wii U and they just fucking remastered and I spent $80 on them again. So, uh, <laughs> anyways. That's Nintendo's motto. Let's keep giving <laughs> you the same game. <laughs> and I will Play that same song that. again. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so Steve, let's let you know what, let's go from, you know, top to bottom of kind of what you have. I know you have a kind of mix and match of everything that's in here, but. Yeah, I kind of just add them I as think, I thought of them. I think the biggest thing right off the bat is uh, the most recent failure, and it's the controller that's right behind you, the Google Stadia. Uh, so, in, in my opinion, now I haven't played it, and so I can't say to myself it's a failure. But I didn't buy it because I did. I'm not. I don't like that. I don't own physical copy of the game. Um, the streaming was up and down, from what I've heard. Even with people I've known that own stadia they said up and down was really up and down i didn't like that it wasn't you know they should have went with something similar to game pass where it was like hey you pay your monthly fee and then you have access to games where this well, they was, did do a monthly you pay, fee they kind you of paid a monthly fee but you, you still had to pay 80 dollars for that assassin's creed the, game you wanted to play oh right so one of i haven't played it either i almost jumped on that in the beginning because i get excited about any new tech and then i got looking at it and having to pay another subscription i got a, another subscriptions coming out my ass um, I just didn't see offering anything that I really wanted. I'm more of a console game, gamer over a PC gamer. Um, I thought was like the idea that I could just pick up the controller, plug in a Chromecast type device and play it wherever. But uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine when it first came out and he had it for a bit before uh, I decided not to get it. And he's like, it feels like I'm always playing on an old PC. And yeah. that just always stuck with me when he said that. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't want that experience. It's more to yeah. me. It was like, that was released almost like a beta, not like a yeah. full-fledged product to me. I know it wasn't really, but that's how it felt. In no, and, when and, I read and talked. Hey, I mean, if you look at the news on Google and how they approached Stadia, they definitely stopped. Um, they, 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 they just give more or less given up on Stadia. It's still there, yeah. still accessible, but they're, I, like you said, I think it was kind of like a almost like a beta test. Hey guys, we're Google, and this is what we can do. Now come join us. And we'll help mm. you stream your games and work on that to be to compete against Microsoft and the Azure and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, maybe that's exactly what it is. Is it a failure? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, it was it was it too early? I think it might have been too early. How they approached it, probably the wrong approach. But hey, you never know. Google could be powering PlayStation's streaming service in five years. All Wouldn't along the back of the studio, right? Right. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I think the first one you said is probably the worst one on the list until we get further. Mm-hmm. We might find something worse, but studio, yeah, maybe the Stadia second failed pretty one, bad. The second one oh, yeah. under your list. <laughs> yeah, I would say that. And I'm, I jumped on that indie starter right in the beginning, the Kickstarter campaign, and I was pretty excited about it. And then before we mention it, just see if you can guess what it is. Anyone that's listening, I felt like when I bought this, this was just a glorified android phone i hooked up to my tv everything i could do on this thing i could do on my android phone but i could do more on my android phone so what we're talking about here is the oh yeah oh yeah so yeah i um, mean you owned one you own one steve i mean before you get into like your experience with and all that stuff you know i played it here and there at your place but I liked the concept. I thought it was a good idea. That's kind of, you know, preemptive to the Apple Arcade and what they've done with that and what Apple has done, right? Um, however, Google being Google, 
uh, and just being like an open box and allowing anyone to do whatever they want with it. That's what I think kind of killed it. So nobody really sat there and developed games for the Ouya that was specifically a Google-based um, or Android-based uh, device, right? So give us your rundown, your experience, so, what your thoughts. and Overall, the thing I didn't like about it is I felt like I was just playing Android games on my TV, which I thought was great because some of the games that were they were bringing to it in the beginning looked like, you know, AAA games and they were trying to bring in. When I first got it, it was like 200 free games, which was more like 200 games you could try. But yeah. uh, vendors quickly pulled that away and wanted to sell the games, make money. And that everyone's like, well, no, why am I buying these games? I can get a much better one on my Xbox, PlayStation, and then other games yeah. that they can just play on their Android. You know, So I think that's really why it died. Uh, the controller was a little hokey. Um, I thought it was kind of neat when I first got it. Because it, it's more or less like an Xbox controller, but it has a touchpad on the center, sort of like the PS4 and 5. Um, but it just, the buttons would get stuck. And I found like uh, just the D-pad weak. But I, I was pretty excited on, in the beginning, but playing it in practice, I was like, eh, I'm not, I feel like I'm just playing my Android. And by right. then, I think it was Android 4 point something and phones were way above that by then. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, the it, idea it, was cool, it, but it didn't it didn't stay um, long yeah. enough. I mean, for me, okay. So the next one we have on here, well, like I said, we'll go by age. Uh, Nvidia Shield. Uh, I, you know, I mean, yes, it's a failure, um, but I wouldn't even call it a console, right? It's yeah, just to a, get another Android uh, box. Yeah, P, but it was a PC add-on, was it not? I thought the Shield was you needed PC architecture, I think. Yeah, you but, needed not a Steam account or something. You needed another you need account. A, like I thought you did need a Steam account for it. Now, I think yeah, it was something like that, right? Like it, it was like a stream to your from your PC to this handheld. Which hey, there was a cool concept. Uh, hopefully, the Steam Deck. I mean, the way Steam Deck looks like, it's an upgrade to that. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the Steam Deck. But yeah, the Nvidia Shield kind of went up and then just completely just disappeared. Flopped. No one talked about it. No, one, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a big flop. I, again, can't talk to experience. I never had one, and I never plan on buying it. I almost did. Uh, I did see it at uh, Canada Computers, and I hummed and hawed about it. And I'm like, eh. and I didn't pick it up. I a little bit regret not picking it up because I thought it was pretty cool, and I do collect those type of things. But, yeah, you're right. All right, what do you want to go on ne to next? So I think the next one here would be the, the monster machine that you're wearing on your chest and the one that's beside uh -huh, you. The Wii U. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, yes, I mean, a failure if you look at the total units sold, 12 million total units, that's pretty bad um, in comparison to the uh, switch of 100, I think switch is 98 million, maybe over 100 mm -hmm. mil by now. It's almost um, like a stopgap from uh, going from the Wii to the switch. Hey, man, think of uh, N64 to GameCube. Actually, if you, if you look at... Well, that's what I'm saying. It's the N64. Super Nintendo held it, right? Then N64 came in, did okay, but not mm -hmm. to the comparison of a Super Nintendo. GameCube did okay, but not comparison to that. You know, it was better than the N64, but not as good as Super Nintendo. And then the Wii came in and just blew everything away, right? Mm -hmm. Then then Nintendo decided to release the Wii U. Uh, I mean, I was on that I was on that boat hard. I loved my Wii U. I still love my Wii U. It still sits upstairs. 
still throw in. It's got virtual console games like Game Boy Advance games and DS mm-hmm. games you can play on there. Loving all those features. Um, I mean, I wanted to say a good 30 to 40% of my Switch um, library is games that I rebought <laughs> on uh, uh, that were Wii U games I rebought. Games were excellent. The Nintendo Drift Strict games, even Zombie U and things like that were awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, failure teach their own. But <laughs> I, I wouldn't call uh, The system itself was okay. I, I, you know, a lot of the, even like the TV controls, being able to do that on the gamepad. And uh, when you could hook it up to your TV and your cable box or whatever and go through that. Really cool features. I, I thought it... Uh, uh, but yeah, go ahead. Steve. I, I go thought ahead. I liked it, but I didn't jump on it as big as you did. I did have one. I still have it hooked up to the main TV uh, for the same reasons as you. But I found the for the better part part of its life, it literally just became a handheld YouTube device for my youngest. Yeah, you yeah. know, like for all the games that they she literally just used it to watch YouTube while she was eating breakfast or something like that it's sad i think uh by the time she was really using it already had the switch anyway right but but yeah for the most of its life that's what it was used for yeah no no so so that i mean we don't have it on the list but depends on who you talk to the the bad boy that's up to your yep in the over your shoulder uh not the cell phone but the other one the ps vita mm-hmm. um I mean, if you lived in Japan and like Japanese RPGs and Japanese styles games, the PS Vita was an excellent game console. Uh, if you're from North America and did not like JRPGs, so the Vita itself was great. No, I mean, man, I liked the Uncharted games. Uh, I liked playing or the Uncharted game. Um, I, liked I like that I could use that as a on it. PS4 controller. Yeah. Like that was play. awesome when I was in first got my PS4 and I only had the one controller. I used that <laughs> as a second controller. Well, no, I mean the some games, but dude, I it sits under my uh, monitor on my desk, and I occasionally just pick it up and start playing PlayStation, uh, like PlayStation All Star Battle, uh, Battle All Stars, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. Right? Like I liked the Vita. Now it did not compete against the 3DS uh, to the extent, but neither did the PSP. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, call it a failure. I'm sure Sony may assume it was a failure. I, the unit sold, I uh, wasn't as great as it could have been, but, um, this console itself was, was definitely excellent. I think what killed plate the Vita, the proprietary memory cards, that's what killed. The yeah, Vita. there's that. So this, uh, I know it's on the picture here, but it's, it is literally not something I put together. Something I grabbed off the internet like two minutes before I jumped on this. So <laughs> I probably wouldn't put it there. Uh, the end no. gauge that you see back there, for sure. But yeah. <laughs> for sure. Hum and haw about Dreamcast and Wii U. I did wear the shirt. So I can, well, I went. But anyway, let's move on to yeah. the next a lot. Um, I'll let you pick because uh, I can talk about any of these. So Yeah, so, so we'll go, I mean, Dreamcast. Uh, I can't see it, but yes, it was kind of a failure. And so, uh, why? Poor one, poor one, I, out, this... poor one out, poor one out for my homie. <sighs> but why? Oh, no, was it I a mean, failure? it had such potential. I love the DMUs. I just love so, that idea. Um, 
it was a failure because it did not have enough third-party support, right? We didn't have the EAs, the Ubisofts, and those guys of the world on the Dreamcast. Um, it didn't have a DVD player built into it uh, like the PlayStation 2 had to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so easy to steal and make ga- uh, steal games, whatever, copy games on and play yep. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then it just it seemed like Sega's support North, in North America was just going the wayside it was just dying there wasn't there they didn't have the shame because it's a good little console um any console back in the day that needed wired wired controllers that had four ports in it god like yes please you know um (laughs) i did forget about not having a dvd player in around ps2 coming out with that so that definitely was a huge thing if you're comparing the two um but it came out well before the playstation 2 and i just thought it I thought it was going to be the system, right? I thought they were going to recover from the Saturn and all that, but yeah, anyway, I mean, too- it's it's too close to home to call the Dreamcast a failure. I still don't think it's a failure. It's one of my favorite systems, if not still my favorite system of all time. A uh, little bias on that front, but I mean, hey, it did. We talked about this before. It 56k modem. You could have done DSL at some point. Uh, I had VoIP, voice over IP. Mm-hmm. Uh, before now, uh, where voice over IP is the thing to use in business worlds, like that, that was 20 years ago, they had it in the system, right? So, Jeez, like, to think of it like that 22 years ago, well, when it launched, yeah. anyway. So, man, so it's just a yeah. 9999. Uh, yeah, so next up, uh, to me, it would be you know, we'll just clump in all of Sega consoles in between the Genesis and the Dreamcast, <laughs> but uh, the Sega Saturn. And I mean, you lived the experience more so than uh, I did. So Yeah, and that was... Uh, so I actually chose right. I could only afford one or the other. I would have bought a Saturn over the PlayStation 1, except my competitors. I worked for a place called Mega Power Video Games, uh, but EB Games or Electronic Boutique back then, uh, had a, a wicked deal where you got ten dollars for any SNES game towards the purchase. To I think it was ten or more, but the minimum was ten as a trade. And so I like trade in a whole whack of uh, NHL like ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, both on SNES on yeah, Madden. Like it was just tons of sports games I didn't care about and wouldn't play again. And so I got like hundred and fifty bucks just like with crap games plus all the normal stuff I changed. So it was just a no-brainer. That's why I picked the PlayStation. But uh, that Saturn man, I remember coming into the store not even knowing it was going to be there because they did a, a surprise launch where oh by the way it's available now. And our store luckily got a couple. I think got three. I came in for my shift because I did an evening shift, and my boss is like, "Hey, what's that over there?" I'm like, "The TV." What the hell <laughs> is? Is that a Saturn? I was like, Daytona was playing, right? And that, that song always stuck Daytona. into my head. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, I'm going to download that soundtrack. I've got to hear it again. But uh, yeah, it's such a shame, especially even the price point that came out. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, the PlayStation's cheaper. This is like by the time PlayStation came out. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not. You know, the Saturn was $100 more. But you didn't have to buy a memory card and you didn't have to buy what was there's two things. I think it came with a packing game, Virtual Fighter, and it uh, had you didn't need a memory card. You could save right to the system. Where the Sony, yeah. you had to buy a game and you had to buy a memory card, which made it actually more expensive than Mitchell launch pr- uh, price point. 
So, yeah. but yeah. if you remember the famous speech, two ninety nine. Sony Computer Entertainment Presidents of America, Steve Race, join me for a brief presentation. Versus when Saturn came out and said it was three ninety nine, and then right after. So anyway, uh, it's too bad. But they just—I don't know, man. They lost all their American support. There was no sports games for the thing, for example. And that was one of the big things in the U.S. Uh, so yeah. that was a big hit. And then, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I got off on a rant. I'll let you give your opinions because you're <laughs> no, a I Sega mean, fanboy too. Yeah. So I. That's it. I mean, I, I lived the Saturn uh, life after the fact, right? So my my brother got one, bought it from his friend who actually got a PlayStation 1 uh, at the time. So his bro- his buddy was selling it. So, hey, uh, games were great if you liked certain types of games. However, like you said, it was just the time it came out. They didn't have third-party support. Excuse me. At that time, my, or Sega wasn't doing their own sports game like they did with the dreamcast with 2k sports and stuff like that yeah. i mean uh, but hey it, it is what it is in that same time frame actually more closer to the dreamcast era uh but that one that's besides you the engage i call it a failed console i'd call it a failed phone and nokia probably took <laughs> a pretty big hit on that but um and yeah, i have two I mean, different models of it Hey, hey, if you ever need one uh, to sit out on display out here. <laughs> I got to dig them out because now that you mentioned it, I haven't touched and looked. I've looked at the box. That's it. Every time I get into uh. that stuff, <laughs> but I need to take it out. And then the battery's been in there for like two decades. Like, it's probably, yeah, it's probably works nice, nice and swollen. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, that's it. I mean, with the engage, I thought it was going to be, I mean, everyone thought it was going to be, you know, that was what phones and gaming was going to be. Funny enough, again, 20 years later, look where we are with phones right. and games, right? Like uh, touchscreen did it back then yeah. that, for the early 2000s technology of how a phone was. It didn't suit a game console or a phone. Like if you look at that, no. tiling your, uh, someone and calling them, then you held it to your side of your head like this. You look like you're holding a flat football or something on the side of your head. Yeah. And, and you remember, had to change like, the game by so taking yeah. the battery out. Like what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was the downfall. Was taking the gate, uh, changing the batteries and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and vertical then, like screen said, too. So um, like it yeah. didn't have a widescreen; it was vertical. Yeah. So um, the other the other one uh, would be in that same, like I said, same era. Sega CD, Sega thirty two X. But again, I wouldn't call it a field console. It was just add ons, and I think it was just because it was more of a to me. And I don't, you know, I'm I'm. I'm no industry expert. I would maybe consider myself sort of an industry expert, but hey, I don't get paid big bucks to say I am. Um, <clears throat> those two were just those two were tests, right? They were really prepping. What? How? How do we build games? How do we make games with this amount of power and on CDs and 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 then and then go from there, right? And it was just per, uh, to add for add-ons for Genesis. So I was pretty um, much a day one Sega CD and 32X guy. Uh, and back then everything was just full motion, motion video games. It was mm-hmm. just crazy. Like it just digitized people 
and like you'd have your actions or whatever you're doing depending on the game and i'm like and that's where they thought the future was going to be <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah well that's that's it that's it you know what steve i'm gonna leave the next one up to you good sir all right well if a lot of... just talking about the sega cd and whatnot why don't we talk about the 3do right around the same thing right time so it came out a little earlier uh, 92 if i remember right uh but it, so the whole idea of the system was you buy the rights and make the system yourself. Anyone could put games on it. Um, but the sucker came out at an 800 and some odd dollar price point back then. You know, it is insanely expensive. Yes, I had one, not right away. I ended up buying a used one that was, you know, like 300 bucks. Uh, I loved it though. I, uh, the games on it were great, but who really is going to buy a system at $850? Even when it was discounted, it was still hundreds of dollars and more expensive than any of the other competition out there. Right, right. So that's what killed 3DO, I think. Um, there was also I lack mean, of control. You know, like just anyone could put crap on it. Well, Sorry? yeah, looking at, I was just going to say, looking at the rest of the list, there's a lot of that, right? There's a lot of the, it, it they took the arcade, bases and put it inside a Neo console Geo. and make it a home console. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even like Philips CDI, uh, that one there was again, not something I own, but it's a, could have been a cool thing. However, CDs at the time were super expensive. Um, CD players were decently expensive at the time. So you make this system, uh, a, you're not your TV and, electronics company making a system in um you know in the 90s competing against the likes of nintendo and sega like what yeah. do you do it right um, and then the controller was garbage like i don't know if you remember what the controller was it was like a remote control with a round dial on it yeah and, right um you could get a genesis controller for it i don't remember if you had to have the genesis module added to do that but i might be uh remembering it wrong but the initial like CDI that came out was just looked like a VCR and the games you played with this odd controller. Just apparently if I remember right, that wasn't really what that controller was meant for. That was more for menu and stuff. And you were supposed to buy another controller. And I think it was like a Genesis uh, controller, but right. you're already spending all that money and you probably don't know what you're buying. You just think you're getting the best and you're trying to play everything with this piece of crap. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, let's move on to the next since we're going through. Uh, you grab the next one. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, uh, so TurboGrafx-16, or the PC mm -hmm. engine, is known, as it's known in the in Japan. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, in North America, it was definitely a failure. Uh, you know, like there are a few people who know what TurboGrafx are, uh, the games that are on it. Again, another one of those systems that were almost trying to be arcade uh, like an arcade system just to be at home. The I really themselves. wanted that one to. I wanted that one big time to, to succeed. I love the fact that the little hue cards that came with it. You could buy the portable system, the Turbo Express, same games in the consoles for the portable. And to me, that was like mind blowing because I was used to like Game Boy and things like that versus yeah, Nintendo, yeah. totally separate. You know, and I think Game Gear was around then too, and just coming out and it's the links and everything that was all separate, right? So right. the fact that you could bring one game and just move it back and forth, I, it was great. Um, I, I really wanted to see that succeed. I'm not really sure why it never picked up like the others. I think it might have been also been price point back then too. 
Yeah, if I recall correctly, it was more expensive, um, easier to come by because nobody was buying it, but more expensive. And I, if I, and if I do remember now, this is just—I mean, I wasn't at the age of buying them, but I'm pretty sure the games were more expensive than the NES or Super NES at the time, right? Like uh, Genesis Super NES games, I'm pretty sure were cheaper than the Turbo Turbo games. Oh yeah. However, if I remember. It, I don't I feel think like they're always a, cheaper. It was more that there's a lot more options for cheaper games because mm. they have such a bigger library. But I think yeah. when the games all came out, they might have been a little bit more expensive, like maybe ten bucks. But I guess back then that was actually it'd be like more like twenty today, right? So yeah, uh, yeah, and then then the other, uh, I mean, again, failure in North America, not so much in Japan. I know they had PC Engine had a very strong following in Japan uh, through the time. Um, I mean, the next one to me, Steve, again, I'm just going to be popping these up for you and you can uh, really put in your your input because you would have had way more experience with it, but the Atari, Atari Jaguar. And this is Atari coming back mm-hmm. from the dead, more so, or less, trying to put it, out their system, right? It was the hype about the Atari that more than anything else, this console sucked. Like if you, mm. you have to come down to it and look at the games, 64-bit system, even though it wasn't. It was two 32-bit RISC processors, and they just, well, 32 and 32 is 64. So that math is just messed up that they call it a 64-bit system. But anyway, this 32-bit system really still looked like crap compared to the the 16-bit systems around it. Like the games on a Genesis and Super Nintendo just blew it out of the water. Like if you look at Star Fox and I forget the name of the, the flight game in on Atari right now, but uh, it, it was like night and day. I'd have to look it up, but I just remember playing that game and then, you know, already having been playing Star Fox. I'm like, Star Fox just blows it out of the water. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was all hype, right? And they had the whole slogan, do the math, and that's it. <laughs> it sucked. Uh, it was, I think it was pricey too. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. The other one here on that I could have a little bit of input on is the virtual boy. The, so, hey, have my... if you think about it, uh, 220-ish years later, they make the 3DS without glasses, which is exactly mm-hmm. what they did in virtual boy, right? So, I mean, I, I when I got to play it, because yeah, nobody I knew had one when I was growing up, and I would play it at microplayer or whatever the case may be, uh, it was cool. I mean, everything in red. And if you had no depth perception, you couldn't play the games. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I know it made a lot of people sick and gave Headache them seizures. Is what we used to call yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a, definitely a cool concept that ended up working out, you know, 20 years later, but. Sort of, yeah. But I, uh, it was sort of marketed back then as almost like a portable thing because you could play with batteries right and that but it's just too, too heavy and big to lug around like easily uh i played it right from the get-go one of my buddies older brothers bought it and uh I, that's the unit i have today because i ended up getting it from him later but it, yeah, it's essentially just a headache machine you put your neck in there and and it just uh, yeah you'd have to experience <laughs> it to understand what you have but literally yeah. monochrome vector type traced graphics and yeah, it was not very good. And so I think because it wasn't really portable, the games were kind of hokey. The whole system was, uh, you know, what, maybe 13 games in the library or a few more than that. I don't yeah. remember. Just, yeah, it, it never, yeah. never took off. Never, never took off. I mean, um, 
Excuse me. I, the other one's on here. You've got um, the Atari 5200. Man, I don't even know what the Atari 5200 is. What is that? So it's a upgraded, well, the next console after 2600, r- r- roughly. Um, but it, it never caught on. There's already better things out at the time. And it well, then that would have 20... come out. That would have come out. So the Atari 2600, and then the whole video game boom or um, crash bust happened. Yeah, crash. So then the Atari put out the 5200. Okay, it was so Nintendo was around, I think, or right around then. Um, But uh, one of the things were is it didn't play Atari 2600 games at first. I Uh, think that was fixed, or they. I don't remember how it worked now, but I'm pretty sure you couldn't, and then you could. I don't know if there's an adapter. I'd have to remember, but there was a whole thing like people were like, why, <laughs> you know, do we need this kind of thing? We just had that whole crash. It just, there was no confidence in the market. And then we are, mm-hmm. it was more like a, almost like a mini PC slash game console, if I remember right. Um, but yeah, just no, no one wanted to bother with it. So I don't remember yeah, well enough no. because I, I think a friend had it kind of thing and that's it. I don't yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the other ones here, Steve, this is all on you, good sir, Commodore 64. So it's not the Commodore uh, 64, because that did well. There was yeah. a Commodore 64 console, uh, not the home computer with the keyboard and everything. It's like a standalone little console to play games. And huh. it never really took off or did anything, never really sold. The only reason I, f- I know about it is uh, from researching Commodore 64 before and huh. like checking out stuff. And when I was modding my Mini, and I'm like, oh, what's that? <laughs> so, so anyway, it kind of was on my list as a uh, something to talk about it, but I don't really know why it failed or anything more than yeah, that it yeah. existed. So yeah, man, uh, I think a lot of these other ones. Have you had experience with the other ones here, Steve? Because uh, the other ones on your list, I've never heard of. Uh, okay, so the, <laughs> so the, the Apple, talk Apple Pippin or Apple Bandai Pippin. Okay. Basically, it was a, a console in the mid-90s. Uh, Apple's kick at the can at it. But uh, very, very, very expensive. Never took off. Didn't kind of thing. Sounds like sounds like Apple. Typical Apple, right? Yeah. There's the Fairchild Channel F. I mentioned that because I only know of it, and it comes up all the time in video game history. It was the first cartridge-based console system. It was just too, huh. too far ahead of its time and ahead of things. It's like... 1976 i think the atari came out the year after uh, uh okay but really didn't get kind of popular until towards the end but channel f just never took off so um, the, the, the when you when you wrote that steve i had to look it up because fairchild channel is a canadian cantonese uh channel <laughs> so so i was like yeah no, i was talking about the the, it, the cantonese channel <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, they made it! They made a console before. Maybe that's they started a TV channel." And then I'm like, "Is it based in Hong? Was it based in Hong Kong or something like that?" And that's why how it kind of goes. And then you know, I googled I think, it after. I was like, it, it, doesn't. <laughs> "It doesn't." So if you look at the Fairchild, American dude, it's something I remember. I don't know if I'm crossing this with a different console, but I think it had TV overlays for it. So you play a game like hockey, but then you put the overlay on it, and then it have like the net and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Uh, so next I have the Action Max. I really should have put that in the honorable mentions. It was a VCR console type thing. So you, you put games in and you had things sort of like Captain Power where you shoot back and forth. Uh, so it was static. Nothing ever changed. Uh, so 
Um, oh man, Steve, I didn't realize you had all this other stuff here. Let's just get into handhelds then, good sir. Because uh, all the other oh, we got to mention really quickly the Vextrex. That was pretty cool. Uh, do you know what the Vextrex is? No, Vextrex? not at all. It's a built-in console. It stands vertically, meaning a monitor is built into the console, and it's the only console that was ever ever vector-based games. So it's so you're talking like uh, it was the console that they made the Star Wars old school Star Wars games. It looked like that. Fly. Yeah, yeah. And so this console didn't do well at all. Uh, it only lasted, I think, a year. Um, but it's one of those things in the collector markets that are such a niche thing that people want that it's way more popular nowadays than it ever was back then. No, um, yeah. But yeah, just to move on, there's because I got a bunch of stuff people even hear on heard of let's just jump into handhelds yeah man so we talked about the engage you threw up some stuff on here to even realize uh and i was going to bring up one of them already so uh and i'm you know what i'm going to put the atari links and the sega nomad kind of together and the only reason why i say that was that we were talking about how you that take that you know hybrid console at the time right you could go and play your genesis games or your atari games on the go and Different. Um, so the Atari Lynx had its own separate games, where the Nomad was just Genesis games, right? So, right, 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 right. right. Well, I thought the Lynx was able was capable of playing Atari. No, oh, it was no the console games. like the Atari Jaguar games are big, like a Genesis kind of thing, maybe bigger. Right. Uh, but the Lynx games are like cards that you pop in with a curled back to pull out. So it's like uh, sort of like a, a, a hue card from TG-16. It's There's no memory on it, it like, meaning no writable memory. It's just what it is when you plug it in kind of thing. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's so what Nomad is, uh, sorry, Nathan, if you're listening to this, but the Nomad is by far better than the Atari Lynx is simply because better graphics played your console games and you can hook it up to a TV. I <laughs> can yeah. plug in a second controller. It's basically a, a mini Genesis with a screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. True, 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 true. Yeah. Um, the PS Vita, we talked about that as well. Mm-hmm. PS, the, the, the PSP Go. Now, um, PSP Go, if you released it now, I think it would be a completely different story than it was. Yeah. Uh, when it got now released. there's a lot more about streaming and getting things digital on, uh, gaming and stuff like that that's yeah. it when the psp when the psp came out um and they released psp go they went that's what sony started jumping on the more digital based games and mm-hmm. kind of um not many people had the psp go i just recently bought one and it doesn't work i have to fix it but uh it was cool. it, it, exactly exactly Game.com. Steve, I don't know what that is. (laughs) It was a tiger-based handheld game. Uh, game Um, It was kind of shitty. This was me just doing my own research on uh, failed handhelds, and that came up. I don't really remember it at all. Okay, okay. Yeah, I I mean, Neo Neo Geo Pocket Color, I do recall that. I mean, I never had one or never played one, uh, but I have heard stories of it. And again, I think it sounds like a lot of the Neo Geo issue uh, of being too expensive. Yep. Uh, it came right came out around the time the Game Gear and the Game Boy came, were, were out, and uh, it just just didn't take off because it was just too expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, looked beautiful from what I from what I've heard and for the videos and so like that. Games looked good on it, uh, but it was just 
cost prohibitive and that's what killed killed it yeah 100%. Um, i mean so, and then we could jump go ahead Steve. honorable mentions yeah so a lot of these things uh, i put in here um were just not necessarily fails but they were you know bad to- things that happened to systems maybe or just things that didn't go well Yes, look, the N64 HD never came out this way, right? So that was a a Japanese only. It wasn't supposed to be, if I remember right. It just got delayed and delayed over and over. And then I think like one of the big games that was supposed to be on it was Donkey Kong ended up coming to 64 anyway. And then by the time it finally got launched, it was mail order, I think, only in Japan. Yeah, 64 DD. Yeah, and even uh, Animal Crossing, right? The Animal Crossing game that came out on the GameCube was actually originally released in Japan for the N64 DD. So it kind of again, aligns itself there. Um, I mean, 360. So uh, one thing about PS Classic. I mean, I would have to agree with you on that as an honorable mention. I mean, the PlayStation 1, the Pasone was excellent. Uh, <laughs> how, However, that PlayStation Classic uh, was not excellent. Uh, it was a very unfortunate thing. They should have released it with the DualShock controllers. Um, you know, they released it with Cool Borders 1 versus like the other good Cool Borders games yep. and some of the, like the sequels that sh- were much better than the originals. Uh, I got, yeah. I'm yeah. modded mine, so it's a lot better. Uh, but to be honest, when I first got it, I was like, eh, we had a better selection. This is like an afterthought kind of a yeah. Con- yeah. mini console. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, what else we got on here? I mean, Sega Channel. Uh, such you potential. Know. That's why it's Again. horrible to mention ahead of its time. Pour, pour, pour one out for my homie. <laughs> uh, yep. No, that's that's what it is. Yeah. It, it, again, Sega was way ahead of its time at the time, right? Like they, uh-huh. you were streaming games on the Sega channel, um, and now that's all everyone talks about with the Xbox Game Pass and streaming <laughs> Game Pass and playing Game right? Pass. Right. Look at where we are, and that's like X Band I have on the list here. That has such potential. Like it let people connect, uh, regardless if you had a, a Sony or a sorry a Sega or a, a Super Nintendo, you could play over broadband or, or dial-up. Sorry, back then, with against your friends. Like it was unheard of back then. That's what Sega yeah. Channel was doing a little bit. Sega Channel was not so much the competition; it was more uh, on-demand games. But X Band was like competition. Play with yeah. your friends. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a few on here that you're just bringing me back, like on live. Uh, I remember when that was kind of <laughs> that announced. And, would just, yeah. Announced and kind of put out there again, cloud gaming similar to Stadia, you know, again, 10 years ago. And where did that go? Right. Like, like it just, just never happened. Head of um, its time, right? Visionaries. Yep. Yep. Guy, Guy Kai, Guy Key, Guy mm-hmm. Key, uh, that one well, was now PlayStation and PlayStation Now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe somebody jumped on that a little t- too early because it's not to the same level as the X- Game Pass, but it's on its way. It's on its way. Yeah. We hope. Yeah. Better a time. We hope. Yeah. We hope. We hope. But yeah, Steve, I think um, that's Most of the rest what don't I think. really need to be mentioned. Oh, except I always got to give my plug to Nabu. Hmm, yeah, Honorable Nabu. mention because it never really had a chance and a shot way too ahead of its time, but 
man. 1982 Nabu Networks and broadband, or sorry, on-demand games and and whatnot, and electronic banking, just so far ahead of its time, so far out of people's price points, and it just never materialized further than the test market here. But Nabu Networks, amazing. Anyway. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, Steve, I mean, this is a great list of failed consoles. Many have very deep cuts and hurt me so much because I, it's pretty much I, all of Sega consoles. Hundred percent agree, man. <sighs> oh, deep cuts. Um, yeah, but Steve, we should say I, next week we'll be talking about Masters of the Universe yes. Revelation. Yes, and we're going to give our inputs. We'll give see. Uh, we'll go. Steve will go back to his uh, to our prediction and or thought process. Uh, not thought process, but thought uh, the conversation we had post Masters of the Universe last time. Uh, he man, and uh, and yeah, and have that conversation. So next next week, stay tuned. We're going to be talking Masters of the Universe revelations and our thoughts. Post that, we're going to do a prediction. So the following episode after that, we're going to talk about predictions of uh, who's going to win at the video game awards uh, again. This is Jeff Keighley's video game awards. When I was like, it's aired on TV. It used to be aired on Spike TV. I think now it's only on YouTube and whatnot and Twitch and Discord. It'd be interesting and... to see if it lines up at all with the Joystick Awards that just happened today. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. And then, you know, we've got IGN and and, and uh, Polygon and those, well, Polygon, Kotaku and all of the other websites to see how they do. Uh, but yeah, with those, that's what's coming up in the next month. And then we'll do a couple of holidays. Next will be my birthday uh, cast. And right then, then we'll do yeah. a Christmas, Christmas cast. We'll take a little break for a little bit. Probably not because we're just doing this for shits and giggles anyways, folks. Um, but yeah, Steve, as always, my friend. Keep collecting. Keep gaming. Keep safe. safe. <laughs> yeah. And Cranger became the mighty battle cat. And I became Steve Man, the most powerful nerd in the universe. Steve O.